With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Need a cold open. We got to come up with a cold open. I tried to shave my beard into a mustache solely. I know I said I did it for a joke on Twitter, but I was actually doing it just to, to fuck with you guys when we recorded this. And then I saw myself with the mustache, and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go to prison. So I had to shave the rest of it off. Uh, similarly, I got a haircut tonight. And nice. if you notice anything about my haircut, it's not even. I was actually going to say it looks like you got lined up, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I, I got into a thing with my barber. I, I haven't found a good barber. Um, like, I've had one, two good barbers in my life. One was the Italian guy uh, across from the gallery at that, you know, at like Maple and Telegraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that Italian guy, he was great for the first, call it 23 years of my life. Um, and then there was one guy in New York who was uh, Dominican who cut my hair twice and then the third time I tried to go, I called them and they were like, he don't work here anymore. And I was like, where does he work? And they're like, he's not in New York anymore. I was like, where is he? They're like, he got deported. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, I mean, at least it was, at least your mom wasn't like my mom who uh, insisted on taking us to, apparently if you go to like the licensing schools for, for salonists and barbers. Oh, yeah. Stuff, Free haircuts. Yeah. Yeah. $6, but yeah, I had a $6 haircut for a very long time. And it shows in all of my school pictures. Man, if there was anybody who didn't like you in middle school and they had that information, that would have been super useful. If only. If only. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A, uh, I don't know, regularly scheduled version of the Touchline Media Group because, um, you know, we're here. Uh, we don't have all that much to talk about, but, you know, I found that 
keeping a schedule is good. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a parent of toddlers and uh, routine is uh, necessary. So uh, I am uh, your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus, and I guess so overalls. Um, I want to start by saying, when was the last time you listened to our recorded ad read? The Paramount Plus one? Yeah. Oh, like a week ago? Okay. All of the ones who you said were not going to be a serious contender for uh, the the Champions League. Are, are the ones still alive? No, no, no. Oh, yes. Out. It's like, oh, except for Madrid. Madrid's still alive. But like Barcelona, Europa. Yeah, um, we knew that. Bayern is still alive. PSG, gone. Barcelona, knew that gone. One. Um, knew that one. Who else did they mention? Man City uh, is still good. You said maybe. And yep. um, uh, who else did they mention? Uh, Liverpool, they're done. Yep. Um, speaking of which, we should talk about how uh, – I guess we'll talk about that game in a little bit. It's vaguely, vaguely related to our interests. I um, assume that this entire thing was just going to be making fun of Chelsea because people I, – I cannot believe what they're doing with their manager this year, which I guess was, – was the, was the Roman thing this year – yeah, that was like okay. six months ago. <laughs> Which is like wild, right? Because it feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, that was in like August. Which is which is wild. Yeah, because I mean, and we we've gotten this from a couple of people uh, in the in the touchline media group chat, but like the way that they handled the transition from Tuchel to Potter was never really first off let me let me go back it is very funny that chelsea fan or chelsea players got so fed up with graham potter immediately that they immediately started making harry potter jokes because I, you got it i mean look like like uh, what, what are you gonna say like so like he like yells at you and like obviously the first response from any of us and we're the same no we're the older statesmen of the team right now, our age group. Like, and if, if, if we had a coach named Potter with a British yeah. accent, the response to everything would be, are you going to take 10 points from Gryffindor, Potter? <laughs> like, well, it'd be, it'd be so much. So is it worse that it's British guys making fun of, because I know that based on our interactions with the Touchline Media Group, uh, the Brits aren't as uh, enthralled with Harry Potter as us Americans are. I think um, that's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. I think it's like how, like, when you're abroad, you say, like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not not that into American football. And it's like, no, 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 we are. We all know that we are. Or maybe it's like, maybe maybe it would be more similar to being like, I don't condone anything that R. Kelly did, including the music he put out. And it's like, look, everybody in America is going to lose it when the remix to Ignition comes on. I don't care who you are. Well... Outside of like four or five girls who got pee in their face, I don't care who you are. Oh. Like, I, you know, I, I, I make that joke and not the he enslaved like dozens of women in his basement joke because that, that was the second yeah, one's that's bad. worse. That, that's that one's worse. sad. Like the first one's sort of funny, the second one's sad. Um, but he made the remix to Ignition, and we can't take that away from him. We you, neither can Dave Chappelle. No. Yeah. So which one? So which one's worse? Is it? British people calling Potter and making fun of him, like Harry, make, calling him Harry Potter, making fun of him, or is it calling uh, Jesse Marshman, uh, Jesse Marsh, sorry, um, 
Lasso. Because I, I think it's Potter. It's definitely Potter. Because, like, the worst thing you can say about Jesse Marsh is that he's a beloved coach. Like, if you went around calling me, I don't know, what's the most insulting character from Scrubs you could call me? Ted? Todd? Oh, Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as a lawyer? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, like... He's an in-house lawyer at a massive hospital system who probably makes upwards of $150,000 a year while living in rural-ish Washington? No, it's in California. Okay, so Northern California. Yeah, somewhere around there. He's doing fine. Which makes... (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And and let's not forget, uh, his mom lives with him, air quotes, so saving on rent. Yeah. Uh, Also, like... I think that's like a Bill Lawrence thing. Um, like, I don't think he he's capable of writing sad characters. Like, truly, like, sad characters. Like, again, the saddest character in Scrubs is... Well, maybe... Oh, no, no, no. You could say JD's brother is sort of sad. Um, but yeah, they but make, he has a redemption... Yeah, he's a redemption right, arc. He has a redemption arc. Nobody's just sad. And he got... And his, like... Oh, DJ Clue. Who's DJ Clue? Uh, the, the, the med student who JD, uh, drums out of medicine. Oh, uh, we got the other guy. Yeah. yeah, DJ Qualls, DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls, DJ Qualls. Um, so we're like, you have to go to like one-off episodes to find like truly like depressing characters. But even he isn't really that depressing. Like, okay, so you aren't cut out for medicine. Like it's a really hard profession. Like, you you probably have a really good undergrad degree with a really great GPA. You probably yeah. go get a master's in public health and be fine. Or, that, or like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the pipeline is from, like, dot med school, couldn't cut oh, in med school pharma. to physician's assistant? You could probably get into a PA program pretty easily. You could probably get into, like, basically any research job you can, you can think of. Yeah. Um, you know, so anyways, the point is, is that like being called Ted Lasso, it's like, what are you really calling him? You're calling him a guy who stayed in his job past relegation and brought his team back to the Premier League. He had and three obsessively years. Obsessively upbeat. Obsessively upbeat. Obsessively wow. upbeat. Won a national <laughs> title in America. Um, Division two. Has, Division two, sure. Um, uh, we an, oh, we stand Greg Campy on this podcast, so we, do. we take nothing away from Division two. Greg Campy is very famously Division One. Um, he got to start in Division Two. That's true. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, but like, like if you're so talking, did Brian Kelly. So did Brian Kelly. Um, oh, no, no, I'm sad. Yeah, you should be. Um, but like, I think the thing is with like Ted Lasso, and and while we're talking about Marsh, he's been rumored for the Leicester job, which who knows. Um, but well, Jesse Marsh, like, if Jesse Marsh had three years at a job. That would be amazing. Ted Lasso is entering year three. I, I have not watched any of season three yet, so I, I don't know where he is. But Same, but that is that is correct. He's entering his third he's season. entered season three. Like, like that is job security literally anybody in England would kill for. Because and and you know what? Soccer podcast, and we get to talk about soccer. Let's do it. Pro rel in America is 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 what everybody wants and likes, and you should do it, blah blah blah. Here's the downside of pro rel is that you have a team who has no real no real threat of being relegated in chelsea right okay and they're probably not going to make top four at this point they're like 12 points back with nine to play 
Um, okay. You 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 gave your head coach nothing. You fired you fired two head coaches in a season. No, even 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 the Yankees don't pull shit like that. Like what? The Yankees post Hal Steinbrenner. I think even George wouldn't have done that. I'm pretty sure George fired and hired Billy Martin in the same season. Oh, that's possible. But him and Billy Martin had a week of weird things that, like, <laughs> historians, in, like, just, like, we can say, like, okay, whatever. But, like, you know how historians today, like, look back on certain people in the past and they were like, there's something about those two that, that, that the historian, like, the contemporaries didn't want to write down. Yeah. Um, Billy Martin and George Steinbrenner will be shipped as, uh, a, as homosexual life mates, uh, in like 500 years. Uh, no doubt in my mind. I have, uh, <laughs> the Bronx, the Bronx burning is on my, is on my Kindle to read. I don't know if I'll get to it for a while, but yeah, I'm, I'm the relationship between Billy Martin and George Steinbrenner and like the, like <laughs> the barely simmering sexual yeah. attention between the two of them oh, i'm yeah. just astounded i'm astounded that deeper into i'm just saying like i haven't seen simmering sexual tension like that between a head coach and and an owner since uh phil jackson was in the in, you know los angeles and that well he was banging the owner yeah i know i know that wasn't <laughs> simmering that was that was straight up boiling uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, a, a better like love hate relationship between like the owner of a sports team and the head coach. I guess probably Bob Stoops or Mark Stoops and uh, John Calipari, since you know the head coach of K- Kentucky basketball owns that university. Um, Mark Cuban and Rick Carlisle for a while. There, there was some, there was some stuff there. But uh, that there. was that's more of a that's more of a Cuban thing. I, I feel like Cubes just gives off that energy. Uh, Jimmy Johnson and who I don't even know who owned the Dolphins at the time. Or Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones or Jimmy Johnson and Luke Campbell. Jimmy Johnson and Michael Irvin. Jimmy Johnson and literally anybody who Jimmy Johnson was around for more than 15 minutes. Jimmy Johnson and his boat. Oh, yeah. Dude loved his boat. It's a great boat, to be fair. Um I it is. I don't know. Dude loves boats. Um, okay. So the reason why I, I want to get sort of on this point is because like, I think that the idea of pro rel, like it, like everybody likes the idea because there's like this sense of, I think that like, there's like a certain type of fan, a soccer fan in America who doesn't understand pressure beyond like obvious outcomes. And look like there, there is, there is, sort of in a lack of institutional pressure in the MLS. That's true, right? Like there's no must win games, blah, blah, blah. But like you can create institutional pressure in ways other than um, relegation. Like just, just see what happens if Billy Napier has another bad year at Florida. They're not going to get sent down to the Sun Belt, but see if he keeps his job because <laughs> he won't. He was on the hot seat before he coached a game. Yeah. And like, and so like, I think like this like idea that like pro rel is only good, like, no, no, no. It stunts clubs. Like Chelsea has lost this season completely for no reason. Like had they, like, it was clear that Bully wanted to get rid of Tuchel for his own reasons. Fine. Whatever. But like Graham Potter is like 
certainly not like a seventh year, but like certainly at least a fifth year at Hogwarts, like in terms of capabilities. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going with that. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I, I, so I, but that's, I don't know, that's kind of hard to respond to just because the institutional pressure. Well, but the inner, yeah, the inner, the institutional pressures that come with certain, certain jobs are also relevant or are, are also present in high level European football. Like it's the same thing with like Man United when they went through their manager carousel for whatever, four, five, six, I don't even actually know how long it's been. I feel like Sir, Al- Sir Alex was there recently, but this could have been a decade now. But, like, that institutional pressure is the same thing that Mike McCarthy should be feeling in Dallas. I don't know. Somebody might have taken – somebody must have taken Jerry's fire button away. But, like, I think I think kind of- that – no, no, no. I think that, like, at some point, Jerry – you know, Jerry's not a young guy. Um, he probably has those, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday pill boxes. Yeah. And I think someone put Xanax in one of them. I, I, I think simply put um, – Tuesday is press conference day, so <laughs> Tuesday is the Xanax. Uh, yeah. So, um, so like I think that like uh, you know, like that's just sort of there is institutional pressure there. Um, but um, in light of that, in light of the institutional pressure that is at other places, um, there is other sort of realities of of um of why ProRail like is not always the panacea that it seems because like you, you have situations like where Graham Potter gets fired and it's like, does Chelsea look like they know what they're doing? Cause they don't like, did you see Tottenham play Everton? Did it get better because Antonio Conte wasn't there? No, of course not. No, well, that's, that's like, Leicester, institutional Leicester, Spurs. Well, sure. And Leicester, like Leicester, Leicester goes and fires their coach and it's like, great. Cool. Glad we did that. Uh, we are being joined uh, as uh, we had uh, assumed and then lost assumption and then reassumed uh, by uh, Karen Sagar. Uh, Karen, how are you? Hi. Uh, so we, uh, uh, we are talking right now about uh, Chelsea and how firing coaches midseason because you aren't where you think you are because of the wonders of uh, the institution of the EPL uh, is what it is. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, I know coaches get fired in all the leagues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coaches. Yeah. So is the easy idea here that the promotion and delegation causes instability? That, that is, that is the general thesis. Yes. Well, that's not inaccurate, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I, I appreciate that support. That's, uh, that's, that's well taken. Um, so I, just just sort of in in terms of other games that happened today, right? Like we we're, we're talking about Chelsea and Liverpool and how boring that shit was. Um, but yeah. um, also interesting note: Christian Pulisic is the last person to score a goal in that game, in, and because they played like five straight zero zero games, uh, like he scored against Liverpool like to go up two nothing in twenty nineteen, uh, and nobody scored since. Nobody yeah, I, saw that. Scored. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, nobody scored While since COVID. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Uh, nobody has scored since COVID was uh, was a thing. 
Um, That's good. So, it's definitely good that uh, Christian will be on his way out this summer, then, right? Uh, yeah, That'll, sure. That's that's th- how how many how many uh windows are we actually are we doing on? that this time? Yeah. I don't know. Four, I mean, five, five. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm all in for the uh, the Newcastle idea. Like, I think that like yeah, that'd be fun. They probably they, they took over the third, right? Uh, yeah. Once once Spurs lost, uh, they they went up back to third. There's a three team tie, not tied because they don't do ties, but three teams are sitting on fifty, um, three, four, yeah. five. Um, so you can you can. <laughs> But only one of them has played two more games than the other. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I am sure that everything is going to be fine in North London or the white part. Not not the white part of North London, nope, but like yep, the, nope, the, nope. the, the lily white. That. Yeah, hold on. <clears throat> white heart. Damn it. Why is everything white about Spurs? <laughs> I think that's just an England thing. Yeah, it's possible. There was, there was a... Anyway, I, you know, I was going to make a joke about something that, that does not... not what the hell is Brighton about. doing here? No, dude, Brighton's way better than everybody else. It's a super yeah. weird thing. They got rid of uh, of um, of Harry Potter, and, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> uh, and then uh, got a lot better, which, like, I guess maybe that's what Chelsea was thinking, is, like, they saw the bump that happened... <laughs> For Brighton, they're like, shit, what if we did that? You can't ever you can't ever play to that yet. Yeah, that one and then uh Leicester and Southampton being in the the relegation zone, or they're currently being relegated. Those were probably my biggest surprises of the year. Yeah, it's it's I mean and, that... and Arsenal. I mean, to be fair, like I you always expect Arsenal to be minimum top six, more likely top four. But the way they started out the year, like I don't think anybody thought this many leaves coming for Arsenal. No, you, you you kept waiting for like for Arsenal to stop winning. To Arsenal, it's not Arsenaling. Don't take that away from Spurs. Like right, yeah, like fair, fine, like, fine, fine. Like Clem, like when when we took that away from Clemson, like that was mean. Like it's still Clemsoning to me. <laughs> be Clemsoning to me until Dabo Swinney is winning titles at Alabama. Uh, which uh, should be any day now, uh, Garrett. Uh, you can you can you can have any problems at Mr. Mode Rising eighty nine. That's where all of your, your 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 problems should go. Um, but you can keep Nate Oates. It's fine. We're good. Yeah, that end up being wrong about that one. Um, I, I think my my favorite part of Nate Oates was uh, when Nick Saban, for no reason, was just like, "Yeah, he's a jackass." Sorry, no, no. What did he say? Oh, there's no such place. Uh, there's no such thing as being in the wrong place at the wrong time. After Nate Oates' yes. explanation was he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Correct. <laughs> Completely unprompted, he just decided to say that. Uh, which that's gotta be a fun athletic department meeting. Oh, it's, all it's hands not, call. It's not because, like, what's Nate gonna do if Nate says, "Hey, Nick, that was sort of mean." He'll lose his job. Nick Saban runs that well. That family owns that athletics department, but Nick is certainly is. like, like the the third, third, third. highest person. He at, is the third most important Saban. Uh, that, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I I think like like in terms of um in terms of today at least like uh the Leeds game um I, I want to say this one hooray they won very happy at that mm-hmm. um. I, I do want to say a little bit. That, two point a half. Um, 
we we lost Aaron for 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 like half of a sentence. But anyways, so um the uh the the Leeds game like Patrick Bamford sucks, man. Yeah, he that was a that was a fast ball. He like, was it was last year that he was super exciting, right? Or was that two seasons ago now? I think it was like one of those things like you know how like every year there's like one striker who way overperforms his stats. Yeah, I, I, uh Fulham's uh what's his face? Mitrovich. Mitrovich Mitrovich got suspended eight games for shoving a ref in the FA Cup. Great use of time. Great use of uh I guess match availability there, Mitrovich. Excellent work. Um Karen, did you oh, get what to do see you that think? game? Uh yes. I'm, I'm, what would... Fulham disappoints me. That's fair. <laughs> like the losing the last few games, and like you know, winning for Leeds is like amazing because it almost never happens, and somehow they're just like two points above the relegation zone. And then you have Fulham, who were like, "Oh, we're gonna be." They were like, "Weren't they like fifth at some point?" Uh, yeah, they. Yeah, they were right up there. I, I mean, I think I think that was always like fool's gold um, with Fulham. Like Leeds, yeah. Although, like, yeah. like Leeds today. Like I, 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 I guess like the the fun part of Leeds is that even like now, like in the post Jesse Marsh era, like it's sort of fun to watch Wes become an adult, and like you can see him like being the adult in the room um, on like a, this team. It's like. You can see, like, he's the responsible person. And I think, like, we have this image, or I have this image, of him as, like, a freewheeling child, um, which, like, you know... I wonder why. I, I, some of that is who he is as a person. But, like, he, like, very much, like, towards the end of that game was, like, the one who was, like, calming shit down and making sure that, like, nothing got through. Um, which yeah, is pretty I, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's some pretty good... Uh, I guess not... I don't want to say foreshadowing, but, like... That's some good fore- foretelling of what we're going to have to see when uh, the World Cup comes back. And it's good that, like, there is an adult in the room because previously that was Reggie Cannon. Which is weird. Wasn't that Tim Ream? Tim Ream also an adult in the room, but Tim Ream wasn't the adult in the room until, like, the actual World Cup itself. And so, like, then, you, like, your it adults is. in the, the room were, like, Walker Zimmerman, I guess. Okay. Sebastian no, Lejet was the adult for a while. I'm honestly impressed, though, how well uh, Liam just pulled in in the last second. Yeah. He just, he just wasn't on the plane, and then it somehow lands. It was it was pure Han Solo shit, uh, you know, bailing out, showing up at the last minute. We we appreciate all have of you, Harrison have Ford's you, movies. Have you, have you guys seen the alleged... Pep Guardiola uh, quote. Yeah, the the, the like, one where... if you if you were four years younger. Yeah, I I don't I, buy I, that. I, I like... You know, I I think I think as an American, you have a duty to buy it. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that like uh, it's it's just sort of a um, a, a best case scenario. Um, I do want to say like since we're talking about like adults in the room a little bit. Um, you know, we, uh, we need to give a shout out to Sebastian Legette and this podcast, uh, defended him much longer than it needed to. Um, and right now I'm going to give a shout out to Sebastian Legette. 
or was publicly viable to do. Lucky G. Yes, yes. That is what we are going to give a shout out to Sebastian Lynch for. <laughs> like he, he Wait, wasn't uh, he like he about to? He was about to marry her, right? Uh, they are engaged still, to my knowledge. Um, I, I, I think that uh, the he he put out some sort of statement that was um, uh, really um, questionable in terms of uh, what he had done, but. My guess is that Sebastian Legette looked at Becky G and was like, yeah, I'll cheat on her, which is a decision. I mean, it's not one I would make, but Sebastian Legette is notable for making a ton of decisions that I wouldn't make. Any decisions that you would make, Greg? Uh, I mean, let's just be honest here. Sebastian Legette is known for shooting his shot. So how surprising can it really be when he just scatters shots everything he can? Yeah. Um, I think, I think that that's like just something that we need to, uh, understand and accept about our man, Sebastian Legette. Like he's just going to pull sometimes. Um, and sometimes like that ends up with you getting engaged to Becky G, but also sometimes that means you fumble the bag. Um, and, and make no mistake, Sebastian, you are the reacher in that relationship. You just, you just are. Um, but sometimes when you reach for something, it is a remote. And with that remote, you can change the channel to, well, change the, change the app, I guess, to Spike TV. I mean, Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably. Chelsea, no. PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more, fired in soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Moist. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League. Live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dude, remember Spike TV? Can we talk about Spike yeah. TV for a second? Slam balls coming back, baby. Dude, Spike TV is awesome. I am I am very, very into Spike TV. Uh, that was a weird time in our art. I feel like it was like mostly the man show. That it, honestly, it's surprising that Jimmy Kimmel still has the career he does, given what was on that show. It's what's so funny is that like the two of them, it was Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. And, yeah. and Adam Carolla uh, went on and became a right wing comedian, which is like totally in line with what that show represented. Um, yes. And Jimmy Kimmel like has decided to become like like a bastion of the resistance. Yes. And it's like, yes. I like they every went time. to polar opposites and that show should have developed the exact same guy twice. Right. Like there's no reason that Jimmy Kimmel should have ended up uh, being like where he is, like you said. Um, but like the fact that he did is like really a testament to a not giving a shit and B just, just blatant cynicism. Right. Because what Jimmy Kimmel yeah. did, Jimmy Kimmel looked at the world twice and made two very correct bets. In the early 2000s, he bet that women jumping on trampolines was a good way to make money. He was correct. And then, like, 15 years later, he was like, what if I was supportive of trans rights? And it was a good business decision. Like, I'm not saying that it's not also a good moral decision, but, like, yeah, okay. it was Just, a good business. Like, look, it's, it's sometimes... We support most assassinations. Or we only oppose most assassinations. Great. Yeah, nope. Moral decision. This is great. I'm are we discussing? Like, are we discussing comedians right now on the uh, football football podcast? I mean, no, I, we're I, discussing past episodes. I, I, I guess what we were discussing was really the cynicism inherent in uh, deciding to be who you are at any given moment. Um, which brings me to which brings me to um, Sergio Dust, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he was the only person who I could think of in that moment who was committed to being himself at all times. Uh, and that's, that, that's I mean, that got. is true. Yeah. No, sometimes um, he's committed to being Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's At the yeah. most inopportune moments. It's, it's like, it's like um, if you, what was it? It's, what was that old quote? It's like, if you could be anyone, be yourself. Well, if you could be anyone, be Michael Jordan. But if you can't be Michael <laughs> Jordan, be yourself. I think oh, Michael Jordan man. might be like the worst analogy from like a skill standpoint, since like his best quality as a basketball player is like literally the weakest part of the junior desk game mentality scoring oh also scoring score well <laughs> uh, see, uh, well yeah it was actually yeah. decent that was good um <laughs> um so i actually so so uh going into this episode like i did want to do a little bit of like you know the whole I, and i understand how how like sort of cliche this is but like we promised to do it so um, I wanted to do go, go sort of like a, around the table a little bit, like stock up, stock down, um, based on sort of where we have been in the. Are you doing that, Christian? No, no. What the? Fu- I, okay, dear listener, I understand this is a is this is a uh, video medium, um, visual medium, visual medium. Um, my Zoom, we record on Zoom. My Zoom image just became like a mirror of stumpies for a while. Oh, all three of them. I was looking at three pictures of myself. 
Oh, uh, nice. I, I saw something happen. I'm not sure what exactly happened, but I, I, I'm I taking think, over. I think uh, the fast is better for it. I've, I mean, I've finally gotten into the, the recording equipment. You can't get rid of me now. Oh, I'm in the is, walls. Yeah, no, no, no. This is like a this is poltergeist. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, I've seen a for this kind of horror movie, but I don't remember what horror movie. It oh, it's I'm your worst nightmare. And I will also, haunt you just to be spiteful. Also, uh, it's ghost. It's not actually Poltergeist. It's Ghost, and this is not a horror film. It's a romantic comedy. Oh, you just want me to make pottery with you? I do. Can, wait, can I be the little spoon? Can I be Jimmy? Sure. Yeah, I don't know if I can reach over your shoulder, but I think you can reach under my shoulder. Oh no. <laughs> um, but enough about the simmering sexual tension. Um, let's talk about. We already, Stop, we already talked about that. In the fir- <laughs> we already talked about that in the first portion. Um. So okay, so so let's let's just sort of go through it. Um, uh, Greg, who who do you have uh, a notable stock up from this window? Oh, it has to be this window. I can't just pick. God. Um, oh God. Well, balloon. Ha. Huh. Uh, see. Okay. So Falarin Balligan, uh, twenty nine says he's in. Um, we, I, I guess like in, we're, we're sort of in 29. We trust at this point. He, he, I, he hasn't proven us wrong. Right. He's usually right. Um, he, 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 he reported the Tyler Adams hamstring injury, in, uh, injury uh, like five days before. Yeah. Um, okay. Do, do you want, do you want an actual answer though? I can give you, yeah. I, I think I can give you two. All right. Uh, number one. Stock up is Gio Reyna in the central, like attacking midfielder portion. I know they haven't figured it out yet, but I'm a big enough fan of the potential formation that I think it's stock up. I think figuring out a way to get somebody, and again, we don't have an answer for the nine yet, but like figuring out the nine and then being able to surround. Obviously, my ideal would be like a DK type where you put the big guy up front and then you have the surrounding playmakers where you can play. Uh, Christian, Gio, and Whale all at the same time, I think is such an enticing uh, possibility that I'm going to willing to give it a stock up. And then obviously my other stock up is just uh, Daryl DK because he was still kind of doing the same stuff that he always did, but I thought that he had a lot more – I thought he had better on-ball showings than he did when he was with the USMNT in the last camps. Uh, I haven't been following him that much during his club season because uh, it's harder to find on TV now. But, uh, you know, hopefully that's a lot of things. I know at the beginning of the year he was banging home goals, so hopefully those are the kinds of things he's been working on and I just haven't uh, been able to see it yet. That's fair. Uh, Karen, what what about you? Uh, mm, okay, stock up is – Probably think. Okay. I think stock up is Pulisic. Like to me, he was actually, uh, you know, there's a lot of the ES, there's always been an ESPN, ESPN FC segment, which is like, when is Pulisic? It's like, Pulisic is the face of this team. Pulisic's going to carry this team. I don't think. Pulisic's like that much better than but like two like he was doing the most 
Um, I think he was making smarter decisions, quicker decisions, uh, you know, knowing when to pass, when to... I mean, okay, big, big caveat here is that this is El Salvador and um, Granada. Am I... Am I messing this up? Who is nope. it? Nope. Nope. It was yeah, the wrong order. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the wrong order. Granada than than El Salvador. Yeah. Um, and I guess the second caveat is that if you go by the underlying numbers, uh, we didn't actually do that. The El Salvador game was like actually kind of worse than the uh, other performances. Well, specifically, it was worse than I think the away performance. Uh, um, in World Cup qualifying, and then like somewhat better than the, uh, I'm just that's like you know you go on Twitter you go Paul Harvey he has his old XG blah 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 blah. Um, all that being said, I thought like myself and Pulisic. Um, I think honestly, it pains me to say this. Stop down, Bendo. Stacked on who? Brendo. Yeah. Brendo. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's not, that's kind of unfair, right? Because he's kind of had his stock going down kind of a lot of the season. Right. Like, 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 <laughs> yeah. strictly speaking, like, that's just like a stock. Like, you don't, you don't say that Lehman Brothers stock is down right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I, I thought like, uh, there, there are two notable stock ups. One of them is sort of what Stumpy was saying. Um, and one of them is is more specific. Like Stumpy's point about Reina at the 10 um is like a structural point. Like so like stock up for the dual pivot. Um and to me that's Wes, right? Like that's stock up for Wes's ability to mitigate the uh lack of Tyler Adams, right? And if we can exist without yeah. Tyler Adams on the field, that gives us a lot of ability to do other things. So like yes. even even and if, survives right because we got to think about how much you know we can't be playing Tyler seventy every implicit stock down though if you when you say that there's an implicit stock down in Tyler Adams yeah yeah no no but well mm. it's not really that it's it's because we we know that Tyler Tyler can't low play, management yeah he can't play three sixty we saw him try and it didn't work so I think True. I think what what we what we say is like okay like. If you can rotate the three real midfielders we have, maybe four if Luca is a dude, but I'm not, I'm still not sold on Luca, but like yeah. three real midfielders that we have in two spots instead of three, like we're in better shape. Um, and then the other stock up for me was um, Ricardo Pepe. Like I, I think Pepe, I, I said this last week and I'll, I say, I'll say it again as someone who, who like got to watch the games actually. Um, Pepe looks good. Like he's just like, a better version of what that striker is. And if our three strikers in the next, you know, for the foreseeable future are Balogun, Pepe, and, you know, who pick your press merchant, whether that's Sargent or anybody else. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think Balogun kind of mixed up her yeah. on the no. coming. No, there. but like, but like I'm saying, like that's like that's like when the the uh the stat like the Aaron brothers have yeah. hit the most home runs. Yeah. Uh I'm just saying, like, me and Hank Aaron have hit a lot of home runs together. Yeah, um, Mazel tov. Thank you. Um, and so I think like in light of that. <laughs> Um, in light of Ricardo Pepe turning himself into like 
I think like a good Eredivisie striker, right? Like I think we sure. can say that that he's a good yeah. Eredivisie striker. It's, it's weird because his underlyings have been horrible for like, but they haven't reflected in the actual. I mean, I think the thing is with Pepe is that like we have two two of the last three years he's ex- really exceeded his underlyings. His last year in Dallas and his and his year at Groningen, he's really outperformed his XG. Um, which like maybe maybe that's there's there's something to that maybe there isn't but like at a certain point like you you say to yourself you're how many games into the season for him 24 25 he's played um like they say that you need like what is it like 150 appearances or something for actually to normalize or something like that um and he's i mean he's he's getting sort of there and he 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 is creating a more than by underlying stuff, he's creating more for his teammates than right. Rabbids on a not that talented team. So. On a bad team, right? Like Groningen is not good, and I think like I think what this this showed me is that like, look, could could DK have have scored a goal if he got the pass that Pepe got? Yeah, maybe, but Pepe did, and there's something to him being strong enough to to or fast enough to make the run. Strong enough to hold off a competent Concacaf defender. Take that as the faint praise that it is. And <laughs> that sounds more like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it it is what it is. And then you know you 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 give credit where you know it's like it's like there's an old old saying like you know like the response to ain't played nobody is you can only beat the teams on your schedule. I thought it was Paul. That's the the, the emendation. Shout out uh, nah. to to friend of the pod, um, Bill Connolly, who uh, invented podcast and eight plane nobody. Um, well, him and I guess uh, you know, not friend yeah. of the pod, but I, I have no problems with Godfrey. He's just never been here. We've never asked him to be there. I think you should oh. just call everyone who's notable a friend of the pod. So I, we only call people who have been on the podcast friends of the pod. Um, it's how we delineate from uh, like, like, like long-time like, listeners, right? Lo- like, uh, like a good example is Bill Belichick, long-time listener. We know that he long-time listens to every listener. every episode of the pod. Um, Pep Got that notification. Um, he liked and subscribed. Like, and you should too, dear listener. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Integrated marketing <laughs> for ourselves. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, you should so, spend your free time like Bill Belichick does, listeners. Uh, uh, watching punters. Watching Mark Jackson tape. They actually, they actually do. Wait, <laughs> why would he? Okay, that doesn't. That isn't Mark Jackson the guy who was like, um, "Oh, Steph, I'm going to make your leg better by uh, putting it in holy water." Yes, that was Mark Jackson. I was talking about Lamar Jackson, who is going to be the Patriots quarterback in, you know, two Mark days. Jackson is a friend of the pod, guys. Uh, Mark Jackson, long time listener. listener. Um, he, we, we have not, we have not, uh, gotten, uh, our, 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 uh, emails returned from his, uh, can we have, can we have indirect yes. friends of the pod? So, like, if someone comes on a podcast of a person who's been on your pod, uh that would give us a a a lot of access to a lot of people because yeah i mean i guess like the 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 sort of the the ancestry.com of this podcast like unfortunately we have infected some like serious 
We've infected ESPN a number of times. Um, you have which them. is unfortunate. We're yeah. in the we're in the walls. We're in the walls at ESPN. We're in the walls at. I assume we're still in the walls at uh, Vice, Vox, whatever. Vox, uh, yeah. I assume we're Vox. We're in the walls at SB Nation. Yeah. Vox. Uh, we're at the wall. We're at the walls at the uh, Greek uh, Film Festival. Interesting note. We are actually in the walls. I think of Viacom. Because I think that's right. I think I'm pretty sure Viacom. Um, I I think that's the largest organization that we can be directly tied to. Um, yeah. If you go back, dear listener, if you go back and listen to some of our back catalog, number one, we're sorry. Number two, we had some eclectic guests in the first like six months of this podcast. Yeah, people people well, came that, on. That is how we got Ben. So. That ben just did, never left. Talking about being in the walls. Yeah, Ben. Ben, like Ben, was a one-time guest who just sort of, you know, he, you know, what he is. He's Hyde. Ben is our Hyde without the, you know, Chris Masterson stuff. Problematic. Danny Masterson. Yep, yep. Danny. Danny. Chris is the one on Malcolm in the Middle. Bingo. Which you know how long it took me to figure out that those were different people. Uh, longer than I'd like to admit. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I. I also do want to get, this is sports related, so I'm allowed to talk about it, but um, Frankie Munez, like stock car racer. Yeah. Like actual stock car. Legit. Legit stock car. And he did awesome. And he did like all, he did like all the like minor league stuff too, to like work his way up. He didn't just buy a racing team and start doing it. Uh, Yeah. Apparently dude is, I mean, I don't want to say he's like amazing or anything like that, but like. No, but he's like fine. He. He just took well. He took a hobby into a career, like on a whim. Like he he had a career. Decided he didn't like being an actor as much as he would have liked driving cars. So he started driving cars. Do Do you think that like when he loses, like someone's like like someone talks shit to him and is like, "Dude, I I made out with Hillary Duff and you know multiple times." Like <laughs> I so I was in the doctor the other day, and the one whatever the one it is with Paul Giamatti and uh, Big Amanda Bynes. Big fat, big fat liar. Big fat liar. Big fat liar. Big fat liar. Yeah. So that was on. And I like just watched it for a few minutes. I was like, this is a, speaking of like the early 2000s, this is just a weird uh, portal into an earlier time. Uh, what, what, and, and actually, like, it's an interesting thing because, like, you comparing Frankie Munez's co stars, um, Hillary Duff just doing great these days, like, still acting. Yeah. Married to uh, Mike Richards? Did I make that up? Uh, I think they're divorced now. That was right. But, okay, but like married to a hockey player, like had a pretty has a pretty good life. Amanda Bynes, like off the rails. Um, she, yeah, she just got. I think she got committed like two weeks ago. Yeah. So like, all I'm saying is that like, it doesn't always go bad when you're a child Disney star, but like it sometimes does. Um. Sometimes you also turn into Miley Cyrus. So like, yeah, it's a coin flip. Yeah, it's a coin flip. It's like, like maybe, maybe you're Christina Aguilera and maybe you're Britney Spears, but either way, you know. It was a wild ride. It was a wild ride. Um, I think my favorite one of those is the, uh, is the, um, who was it? Who, who was it who dated Lance Bass? Wait, 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 hold up. Have you watched more Hannah Montana than I have? Probably. It's a great show. Definitely. <laughs> What's the problem with the show? Is the yeah? Is the <laughs> answer? I mean, like, look, look, like, if you're going to tell me that Hannah Montana I'm just, and Miley Cyrus, saying, are... I think it breaks the conventional expectations given our very how we 
given your um, seniority and uh, age. I mean, you can call us old. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, here's you my know. Yeah, it's fine. I feel um, it every morning when I wake up. And and when you go to sleep. Uh, but like, I, I think like my view of, uh, especially early 2000s Disney, I like, I, I got some of it, but not other parts. So like, for some reason, I did see Hannah Montana a number was of episodes. Good luck, Charlie. Early two thousands. That was too late for us. We didn't. We didn't have that. We we had we we were sort of brought up on Boy Meets World. I would say was our our most notable. Wasn't that a reboot of that like in the twenty tens? Girl Meets World, yes, which I did watch uh, a number of episodes of. Was um, that as comparable in quality? More than they should have. No, no, no. It was not. It was bad. Um, but it did have Will Friedle, and I will watch a lot of things if Will Friedle is in it. Um, yeah. Corey is running for Senate. What? I knew that. No, House. I thought House. That's House. Uh, Adam Schiff is running for Senate. Corey's running to, um... Take his yeah. seat. Do you know what his basic, yeah. like, what his basic, uh, platform is? I've been a union Dude, member since I was seven. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's like, dude, SAG AFTRA is not the same thing, and you know it. <laughs> but it's also like, imagine some people reading that and being like, "Oh, he exaggerates. I don't like that." It's like, no, sir, I can show you. Dude, dude, literally has been a card carrying union member since he was seven. Also interesting, like early, I want to say like second season of that show. He there's an episode that's like explicitly pro workers' rights and unionization. Which uh, show? Boy Meets World. There's Boy a there's World. a it's the it's the Grapes of Wrath episode. Um, yeah, where they where they like oh, yeah, yeah. doing like union songs. Yeah, and uh, Corey leads the barge out. Yeah, yeah, and and like they have their cool teacher who then puts down the unionization effort. <laughs> <laughs> um and it's and it's like the end of that episode is so funny because they're like i learned that there was a difference between being a student and being a farm laborer and it's like no what you learned is that capital will always win <laughs> like you didn't you didn't learn about the difference was between that a line verbatim no 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 no, no. The, the the verbatim line is the difference is is that tom joad and all the people oh. in the grapes of wrath like were like this was their livelihood and Corey was like a rich kid from the suburbs of Philadelphia. Um, I feel like you said your line better. Yeah, no, no, no. My, my line, which is, it's not about unionization. It's about the, the, the fact that capital always wins. Um, and it does. Um, <clears throat> which brings me back to Chelsea. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Twitter. <laughs> um, no, because capital doesn't always win. I think Polisic is kind of like Miley Thylus, honestly. I buy that. I buy that, but show yeah. your work. Show your work. I, I'm I'm with you, but show your work. I mean, I'm just I just when he was like talking about uh Tuchel um not playing him, not starting him when they won the Champions League. I was like, but you won the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, there's there's an element of uh of of that. He doesn't twerk as much. I think that there could be more twerking on his part. Um, but he hits the gritty. Uh, he does. He does dance. So I'm. 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 I'm pro that. Oh, also, while we're here, I want to make uh, a, a statement on behalf of this podcast. Um, we're pro shit talking. I, I tweeted it out. Um, Angel Reese did nothing wrong. Caitlin Clark did nothing wrong. The the large media members, um, most of whom were old, all of whom were white, except for one, and you know the one. Um, they were wrong. 
It's Jason Whitlock. You looked at me as if yeah. like you didn't yep. know. Yep. It's Jason Whitlock. No. Um, yep. It's okay. fine and good. It's fine and good. And we support you, Angel Reese, and all of your shit talking. And Caitlin Clark, we support you too. And uh, again, Gwyneth Paltrow, we support you too. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I, I just do need to say, I do, I do need to say, um, when that happened, uh, was that the one dollar line? No, it was the, um, I wish you well I wish you after well. she went. No, but she like won a dollar legally. Yeah. Well, yes. like legally, you, you, you have to allege damages. You can't win a case without having damages. No, that for, like, is the one awesome dollar. though. That, that's, let's take this back. This book. I we've Isn't we've that, like, lost like, uh, the side of what Austin Wenger did when when he was like when Arsenal was like um, trying to get Luis Luis Suarez and then uh, Wenger was like I am going to pay this much over your asking fee because I can <laughs> because I can. Yeah. Uh, there's an element of that, but yeah, we're just, we're just this, this, this episode, this uh, podcast is pro shit talking. Um, it's funny and good and fun. And if you've ever played sports, you understand the impulse. Um, so that, that is what it is. Um, I think that we are uh, on that note. I think, I think that that's going to be, uh, that's going to be what we're going to name this episode and, and also where we're going to go from there. So uh, what, what, what's the name? Let me, let me uh, read the, this. Uh, in, in, in which we support, uh, trash talking because I don't like to curse in the in the uh, uh, titles. Hard. Yeah, like, like you don't you don't want to curse in the titles, um, but in in which we support trash talking. Um, so if you would like to follow our guest on Twitter, you can find him at at Karen Sagar fifteen. Um, when yeah. we tweet this out, we'll uh, we'll we'll tag him. Uh, you can find my co-host uh, Napoleon Craig at Mr. Marjorizing eighty nine. You can find me at uh, TLSTDS. I'm sometimes on my personal account, Diamonds Esquire, not usually. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, Paramount Plus. So overalls, you're still not uh, responding to us. Um, uh, you can find us on Instagram just as soon as uh, Polisic starts twerking. Um, <laughs> special, I, I guess we did our special thank yous already. Uh, uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local dance coach. Um, And obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.